Luster. Welcome back to Fishtown Local. Got a special guest today who embodies the multi-dimensions of living in Gloucester. I'm talking about none other than Joe Mastone, an independent financial industry person who has the luxury of conducting his business from right along the diamond in Gloucester of Smith Cove, right on the water. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. And that is where I met Joe as my everyday sailing. He comes out, gives me advice, kibitzes, sails himself. I don't know about the advice part. <laughs> He's vices. Kibitzing, yes. Don't go out today. <laughs> no, I've learned a lot from you. Yeah, and vice versa because we went sailing together and yeah. you you got that cruise boat thing going. And uh, So talk to me a little bit about what is it like living down there in the heart of paradise next to John Steiger and the Gloucester Stage Company? It, it was all by accident. I didn't go looking. Um, I sold a house on Witham Street. And this is about six years ago. And it was getting late in the season. I had a house. I had a, I had a uh, deposit on a house in Rockport. Didn't want to live in Rockport. Uh, the uh, And then it's getting late. So I'm like, you know what? I'll look for a winter rental. And that's... On, John was advertising uh. on Craigslist, and make a long story short, he offered the part. I have the original house of that property. Oh, he's the, got the extension. The then. the addition is yeah. the, the bigger part is the addition that uh, that he built years yeah. ago, and uh, so I I moved in and um, uh, soon after that I, I used to own a boat rental business with Tom Morse That's down right. on uh, Morse Sibley Wharf, and. That was an experience in itself, but uh, that's how I got to know Smith's Cove, was being down there for a a few years. And then when I moved in there... Was the boat rental business right where uh, A&M Fishing, where the Tempest used to be, uh, slightly down from Steiger's towards the Beacon? Is that where we were Tommy right, Morse is? Tom Morse, it's Morse Sibley Wharf. George what? Sibley's father and Tom Morse had, uh, had, they were both fishermen. Oh. Uh, they were day draggers. Mm-hmm. And both put children through college sure. and everything you could do back in the day. And uh, they owned it. Then uh, George's, uh, George Sr. passed away. Uh, Tom bought out June, uh, George Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I met Tom, uh, he was retired. He had, a, he had Sunsplash boat rentals. Mm, that's what it was, and, yeah. And I was renting jet skis, right? We talked about that's this right. a little while ago. With Michelle. So <laughs> they did an article in the paper about us, right? And... Um, Soon after, we didn't have a place to run the business yet, but they did an article on us. I was trying to, I was going to the waterways board to, I didn't need their permission, but I wanted to work with the city. I wanted this to work. And the, uh, uh, I came home one night and on my voicemail, it sounded like this like 90 year old guy on the voice. I think I got a spot for you. And, and, uh, <laughs> it was Tommy so Morris. <laughs> it, it was Tom Morris. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of the best thing that ever happened to us because he was a great guy. Um, he's still going. He's he lives down in Brewster, down the Cape. Uh-huh. His, his wife finally wanted to move closer to the grandkids. And all I remember that, when so. he published a book, and it was a book about a all boat my and girls. Tri- yes, all my girls. I have a signed copy yeah. in my bookcase. Jen Fahey's on the cover with him. Oh, right? really? Yeah, the, yeah exactly. Um, so Tom helped me a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the the waterfront. I learned a lot about Smith's mm-hmm. Cove, uh, 
and uh, it was just great having, you know, if, thing, if we weren't busy that day, just listening to stories, old fishing stories that Tom would tell. Well, you were and, pretty uh, courageous because I remember in the early days, I can't remember if it was the 80s or the 90s, but where you were kind of vilified with your wife, yes. uh, who was the batter. Well, we weren't married at the time. But, oh, uh, but she was the batter of you two. <laughs> Get it? Michelle Bader, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I remember uh, they, the newspaper made you guys out like you were like gamblers and oil drillers. It was. Here's the motorcycle gang. <laughs> but you I, stuck to it. You guys fought through it. And uh, you it persevered. It really wasn't that much of a, of a, of a fight. It was... I, I, like I said before, I didn't need permission from the town, right. but I wanted to get along. Okay. I, you know, I, I, it was something that I thought that other than to go to the beach or go on a whale watch trip, what else is what there else to, do, to do? Yeah. Right? You know, there's all these places down the Cape and, and Martha's yeah. Vineyard and all that. So I, did, I didn't want to change the historical scenery of Gloucester or anything, but I just wanted an alternative for people mm-hmm. to, to enjoy the waterfront. So we just did jet skis there for a while. And, and, and I went voluntarily, I went to the waterways board and talked to them. And, and for months, they, now this was probably, this was in October because the newspaper came up to us at one of the meetings and said they'd like to do a story on us. And they came out on the water with us mm. and took pictures and things like that. So it was still warm enough to do that. Now the winter goes through and I had Mick Verger, who I've known for years. Sure. Fish aid. <laughs> and, but he was the chairperson of the safety board. The waterways board asked me if we would work with the safety board, a subcommittee of the waterways board. And I said, no problem. So it went on and on and on, right? And Mick kept saying, well, you know, I think we need to regul- regulate you. And if I do any endeavors like that, I know the laws, I know the mm. regulations. And Well, you a lawyer? Or was no, she I, a lawyer? No, yeah, your no, partner but was it wasn't even that. It was yeah. just, you know, I handled that part of it. I wasn't going to invest all that time and all that money and not and get shut down somehow. Mm. So the only legal thing I had to do was have bathrooms at the at the facility, at the, which we did in the, the main boat. building yeah. at Moore Sibley. And but um, before all that happened, when we were going to the through the winter, I kept getting told by Mick that, well, you know, I think we need to regulate you and. And so I, now it's March, right? Yeah. And it's getting close. And on the safety committee, was the, there was the commandant of the Coast Guard station at the time, um, a local lawyer, I can't remember his name, uh, Jack, uh, oh, man. Whatever. No, he was the, there was a police boat then. Yeah. And there were two policemen that were assigned to it. They got, you know, th- one of them was on the board. So they're all, the harbor master at the time, all mm. these people that were concerned with safety on the waterfront. So finally, it's like, March or April, and they, they, uh, I, I said, listen, I said, I don't need your permission. Huh. I said, according to the laws, there's no difference between a six-foot jet ski and a 300-foot tanker. If I want to go anywhere out in the harbor or outside the harbor, whatever I want to yeah. do, I don't need your permission. Right. And the commandant of the uh, Coast Guard station sitting next to me, and he says, He's right. He said, you can take him to court, but you're going to yeah. lose. Yeah. I said, listen, I came here voluntarily. I just want to, uh, you know, I don't want to yeah. work with you. If there's any issues, I'll come back and yeah. we can talk about them. So to their credit, they they left me alone because we didn't just rent the jet skis to let them go. They were escorted. No, and you had to sort of train them. I remember there was a story simultaneously where two people, and I remember they lived from Eastern Point. I remember their last name. And they had jet skis, and they were of being a little bit irresponsible. And I remember that rubbed off on you guys because I remember suddenly it was, we got to re- regulate the jet skis because right. these guys would go in by the beaches. Are they actually, don't you have to stay away from a beach? Or 300 feet. 300 feet, right. right. And they weren't. And, and so they- The other thing too, excuse me, was the the 
uh, what can be fun, if you know what you're doing, is the wakes of oh, the, of the yeah. bigger ships. Come, yeah. All the whale yeah. watch boats coming in with like yeah. six, eight foot waves <laughs> yes. behind them, wakes in the harbor. And so you'll see that a lot. That's And there is a rule now that you cannot, uh, you know, jump oh, wakes. Too of, close. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it was sort of like the uh, turbines here, the windmills. People kind of got excited and exercised about something that they t- that wasn't a problem. And then when they, the jet skis were really out there and the windmills were here, people said, oh, they don't look too bad. Because I remember it died down after you got going. A big because I ran it right. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, if I just rented them and people went yeah. out in the harbor, you know, they're in the yeah. inner harbor and they're they're speeding around and yeah. you're supposed to be five mile an hour. So, you know, I didn't allow that. We yeah. asked, I escorted them. Um, it, it was always out in front of uh, Hammond Castle. That's where I thought we see them out there. Yeah, exactly. And it was a big area. It was safe. They didn't, you know, couldn't hit anything. Yeah. So that worked really well. Every once in a while, I'd get somebody when we're heading out, they'd get anxious because I'd make them all follow me. They used to call them the ducks, the ducklings <laughs> behind me. And if they veered off, I'd, sh- I'd stop my boat, call everybody over, and I'd say, this person here is <laughs> killing time on your ride because yeah. they're not listening, they're, and i got to stop here. It's just coming off. Um, How so many did would, you it, have? Would there be five of them? There was five. Oh, wow. Up to five. I mean, yeah. if there were, And we did tours. Yeah. You know, for a little extra money, I'd oh, take people to... That must have been a gas to be You know honest. what? Every once in a while, I'd, I'd like catch myself being bored, <laughs> and then I'd be like... Come on, I could be I? in a cubicle yeah, right, somewhere. Exactly. This is a great job. Yeah. I'm getting paid to do yeah. this. So it was a great experience. Well, speaking of that, now in your business where uh, you work so close, do you go out and have breakfast sitting on a rock? Do you go out on the dock and drink your coffee or take phone calls on the cell um, out there from no, clients? My, and, I, it's, <laughs> you know, there's big windows yeah. in, in my kitchen. I pretty much work from the counter, which you've been to sure. uh, in, in my kitchen. and. And uh, I try not to take that for granted. Yeah. You know, to wake up every morning, whether, you know, I, I think February was warmer than yeah. March this year. <laughs> yes. And this weather felt like I'm in Seattle. But, um, you know, but still, I mean, some of the sunsets I've seen. Um, from, oh, yeah, because I've gotten, um, I've gotten f- emails from you of yes, sunsets. And, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's, it's, well, then it's you a were very special spot. Through the waterfront to the Sea Scouts for a while. Yeah. Uh, scouting, obviously, nationwide is not what it used to be. No. What was the story? On the, was that here? or That was at the Heritage Center. That was yeah. at Ma- Maritime Gloucester. And uh, the, uh, they started the program there. I went to some community development meeting at the senior center one night and i met a young kid there that was in sea scouts he was part of the group that i was in yeah. and that i was assigned to and uh, um, ben saint Cyr, and uh he uh he had uh he invited me to go to, to see i was thinking of doing any volunteering anyway and then i took it as an omen that here i and i meet a sea scout and it 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 didn't work out you know i don't want to get into the reasons why i personally thought that it didn't work out but it, it didn't work out and now that they've closed that mm. but just recently through the internet uh i got connected to sea cadets and sea cadets is more like even though it's not just high school it's, i think it's from 11 to 18 um it's more of like an rotc type of oh. program it's much more disciplined. It's much more organized. Uh, not that it's, I don't want to say it's more militaristic. But they might go into a service yes, afterwards. Yes, just like right. ROTC yeah. would. But yeah. you can go down to 11 years old. But they'll be old. more committed. So there's a group yeah. now. There's an organization there. So I, I, actually, it was through uh, 
um, Adam at the uh, Veterans Center. I saw that oh, nice. on there, oh. and uh, Adam Kukuru. And we so we talked to I, you know I was emailing with him, and finally got connected to the two gentlemen that run the program. So I was trying to set them up with Tom Balf at. Uh, oh, Mar at, at Gloucester Maritime, yeah, yeah and Maritime. Uh, so that's still in the works. But I think they need a youth program. Mm. You know, the Sea Cadets is still there. You can go online and look at the uh, requirements for it. But again, mm. it's from eleven. I believe it's a. I know it's eleven. I think it goes up to eighteen. Did that boat? I remember they gave you a boat. What was it? Charles's who opened yes. that art gallery in town recently. Yeah, that, and the, almost the month after they gave it to you, the kid said. Oh, we're going to kill it or a year it was well it, it was longer than that because yeah. i worked a lot on that boat i got oh, a lot did. of i got oh. a lot of local people oh. you know you talked about it wasn't like it was years ago yeah. but sea scouts was uh, a much bigger program 40 50 years yeah. ago so somebody like frank rose he was in sea cadets i i needed a stanchion stainless steel welded oh. and i we'd take it off i'd bring it down to him he'd come in on a saturday and do the work for free so yeah oh, that's all great these yeah you know all people throughout the yeah. community i could go in and i could ask for help or ask for donations or whatever and they were always no problem whatever you know we'd be happy to do it so it was it's too bad it didn't work out i didn't mm. like being associated and you know i gotta be, want to be careful what i say but yeah just the politics of Boy Scouts, I'll leave it at that, uh, okay. recently, yeah. that I don't agree with. Yeah. And um, so I wasn't that sorry to, to, see, to yeah. see that go. But I, but I want, you know, the whole idea, my interest Oh, what's, were the Sea Scouts connected through the Boy Scouts? Yeah, it was oh, all they were a division of. Their, uh, yes, I see. Yes. I gotcha. So you had to go by their rules. Yeah. And uh, well, no, I don't want to call you a wharf rat or anything like that, but like, give us the latest gossip. I mean, what are the stories I, 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 that I, we uh, I did hear something this morning um, on uh, Rocky Neck because my daughter's uh, Sophia's developing into a, a really wonderful artist. Uh, so I'm, we're going to try to put an art show together. So I've been going down to I talked to Viking at the uh, railways last week and I'm trying to like just see what's going on. I noticed I noticed when I went down to talk to her, I noticed work being done. Viking is Viking Gustafsson, for those Thank that you. don't know. That yes. She runs the uh, very unique position. Yeah. And I'm not a sexist. I have well, a 12-year-old daughter she that is would one kick my butt. owner, um, manager. <laughs> and she does a great job yeah. there. And, you know, that historical site, that's the oldest working railways in the United States. So, um, But I saw construction activity at the Madfish. Yeah. So I talked to a woman this morning, Carol, and she told me, that the owners, Nesbit, what's yeah. what you know that wharf, yeah. Nesbit, Nesbit, whatever. Those people sold that property to Dennis. I can't think of his last name. That, that owns Dyer, maybe. The, something yes, like that owns that. the studio yeah. and, and the uh, and the uh, rudder and the rudder. And then those people that own that building, the uh, Nis Nisbet uh, wharf, they bought the Madfish. Um, Half of it. They bought the restaurant, and the and as you're walking down the center aisle of Madfish, mm. there's buildings on the left and yes. buildings on the right. Oh, um, the they old got... owner of the of the rudder uh, bought the one on the right, yes. and then these people bought the building on the left and the restaurant. So they're in the process wow. of remodeling that, and and uh, you know what I was told that they're going to be. Um, revitalizing the Madfish. Oh, good for them! Yeah. So, will the Madfish be owned by the uh, the owner of the other two? Will he have a trifecta? No, no, different. No. That he'll just own the buildings near it, but not. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably good 
because uh, it's funny that his you restaurants don't wanna, you don't want a monopoly anywhere. No, you don't. And you know he's so weird because the rudder runs like a ticking fine Swiss watch. And, Good investment on his part. And the uh, studio, you, it's an hour and a half to get your food. Right. And uh, it's right. an hour to get a drink. And I have never been in there where that hasn't happened and people aren't sort of stomping out. Or I've been it's in It's a there. great atmosphere. I you can love sit the there. place. But the, some of the best sushi I've ever yeah. had is in that place. At the studio. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a commercial yeah. for the Well, speaking studio, of that, just but that means from your gossip you just gave it that Frank Ahern the, the original owner. The original owner of the studio. All of them. All of them. Mad uh, he, Fish Well, studio. I don't think he ever had the uh, the rudder. Remember, that was the uh, uh, Stewart's, Evie Stewart uh, and all the... Oh, really? I didn't yes, know that. Yes, no, he, no. Oh, the Dennis the Dyer bought that, that. And yeah, and then, yeah. How I know that Frank's family owned the studio is my son, CJ, who's now 26. When he was in high school, he worked at the Mad Fish. So oh. I pull up one night. Yeah. And I lived on Witham Street, so I'd pull up to get him at 11 o'clock at night or whatever when he was out of work. And the, and I'm just parked in front of the studio, and this older woman comes out and, and says, um, are you going to be there long? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm just picking up my son or whatever, yeah. right? So I got out of the car, and we started, We wound up talking for like 45 minutes. But that was Frank's mother. Oh, I think she's passed away now. Yeah. Um, and she was trying to let one of her granddaughters take a run with the studio remember that and yeah. she told me their whole story oh, i can't I even Nikki, say it on the air but oh, you know, Nikki, well, oh frank yeah. was dying frank died yeah. of cancer oh. and he was married to nikki yeah. and before she, what she told me yeah. this is uh, frank's mother um mom please just like let nikki have the restaurant yeah. you know whatever whatever was said so that's how all that happened that's so interesting and I well even then down his that other area, daughter then. ran the studio so you had the daughter on, but they had some problems, lifestyle problems. Uh, and first, the studio left the family. We had to vacate the upstairs at the Rum Line with our Ocean Club nightclub back in the in the 2000s. And we moved. Wait a minute. Where was this? This was above the Rum Line. We ran a nightclub with oh, Fred. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, no, right. I remember the that. Ocean Club. Well, when they shut it down. Huglio and everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. We moved to the studio. Frank O'Hearn wanted to draw. Oh, so really? he would let us come in there and do our show three times a week and to fill to get people. We got to keep whatever ticket sales we could sell and he got to keep all the booze and food. So he had the better deal. Right. But he was he was really a nice guy. He owned he, the building. He also owned so many groupies. A lot, mostly Roberts, but he had some meals too. And he let me put the screen because we had a video projection thing. And I was able to work out the series of ropes and pulleys where I could pull the screen up into the ceiling. And then I could let it down when it was showtime. And uh, his whole thing was just never cover a groupie. But the reason I'm bringing it up is that Frank was like an old philosopher. You'd go in there and it was like he was the boss. So he really didn't have anybody to talk to. And he would just, he's like Jack Alexander going down to Beacon, you know? He'd suddenly, you get him going, you start to talk, right. and he was like the philosopher, you know? And Frank, Frank was, you I, know, I only talked to him a couple of times. I can remember he, the one time that I can remember having a, a long conversation with, he used to have all those surfboards. That's right. On oh, the, yeah, uh, on the on, walls. On, yeah. yeah, and he, you know, he's yeah. telling me, well, I got this one yeah. here and that one. So. Yeah, I think his daughter's name is Kim. She's the know. one who took it over, yeah. And uh, my daughter's both waitress there, so did my niece. And uh, wow. so we had come in through the bottom, and then so At the I, studio or the mattress? Uh, studio. Yeah. And uh, so it was very interesting. But Frank was, uh, 
he had been there so long, he, he sort of had this obsession with counting bills. And he had this tiny little office right by the stage. And uh, by the stage, and when the show began, he would go in and he'd start counting. But he would count the ones like four times. And you wouldn't have be, a machine. You wouldn't hear. No, he'd be in there. And he'd get obsessed. Like if he missed one, he had to start again. <laughs> and it was just like I'd say, like, "Hey, you're wiling your time away counting these ones." You know, that's so, how he owned those buildings. That's so. exactly what he said. But he also said we talked about price and food. No, he always said, uh, in a way, price has nothing to do with food or quality. It has to do with position on the wharf. He goes. A certain number of people, when they come onto Rocky Neck, they're going to come here because we're first. And they like the red. At the studio. Yeah, at the studio. So he said, oh, I could reduce my prices. I get really the same percentage of people. I could raise them all. I'd oh, that's still interesting. get the same number of people, yeah. Because if so you think about it, it's yeah, true. Think about it. Because you get in there, you look in, it looks so it, friendly To, to me, fun. the biggest draw yeah. that the studio had was the piano. They oh, always yeah. had the piano bar. Remember that? that yeah. yeah. And they actually had identity problems with that because for a while it became a gay bar when that wasn't fashionable. But then it was fashionable and you'd have all these people singing Broadway tunes. And uh, But the piano... What, are you saying all gay people listen to Broadway tunes? No, that's a good question. <laughs> but all people who listen to broad, uh, Broadway tunes, like me, does that make me gay? Uh, I'm a happy my, guy. My, my daughter, but so, Sophia got to go see Hamilton. Oh, in, in Michelle took oh. her to New York to oh. go see. Uh, yeah. She loved that. Uh, yeah. Now she's this. I forget the name of the other one. She. I watched it. Uh, it was about Mormons. I can't. Oh, remember. oh, uh, Book of Mormon. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, that, I, I went to see that. Which just. Yeah, I guess that's been around for. A while, it's but. the big. It's 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 biggest victim is the musical. That thing is set out to parody a musical. I loved it. It was funny as hell. But, it was. Uh, but it, it. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, because. Well, she watched. We watched it online through yeah. our TV, and then. Oh. Um, she told me the other day she went and saw the new Beauty Wait, and the Beast. They had the whole thing online. I yeah. mean, they had because oh, you know what it was. It was incredible. Shows. It was in China. There was Chinese um, subtitles. Subtitles, oh. and somebody was just filming it. It was pirated, oh. and and then they so it was a real did it thing. off a phone. Yeah, uh, through the whole thing. And uh, but the guy in the in the video that I watched, you know, in the movie that I watched, um, the shorter guy uh, in the play, he is like. Gaston's uh, oh, assistant in the in the new oh, in Beauty the, in and the, the real version, not cartoon, but the yes, yeah, the, the new people. one that just yeah. came out, and, yeah. and she said he's the first openly gay character on a on a Disney movie. Oh, how do you like that? Talk about oh. homosexuals. Well, coming all the way back to Gloucester Harbor from New York stage and Hamilton. We, we drifted. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Talk to me about, you have a wonderful thing. And for those you can't see, we're on the radio. So Joe has, I love his hair. He says, oh yeah, it's about to come off. You're and starting like, to sound more and more gay with the... Yeah, uh, I know, but I love his long hair. No, no, no. I have a gay son, and he is absolutely shaved, absolutely no, stubble. No, not the hair thing. And when I say, give me some hair, he won't. He says no, and that's what, what they want to do. But um, they... Um, your hair, I, I, I love it, but you said to me, oh, don't get used to it. It's coming off. Now, tell me Yesterday, about that. Well, um, the uh, my... my my daughter, who's very political, and we're always trying to think of uh, you know different things that we can do. Uh, just some t at some point last summer, uh, you know they have that uh, cuts for cause yeah. at Gillette Stadium yeah. every year. It's connected to the Rob Gronkowski. Just did it yesterday. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. 
Um, but the players do that, and they raise money for themselves. And you can you can bid on if you're going to shave a Bruins head. Right. That's what they do. This one here is you just raise money, and then you cut your hair, right? So, you know, I, I've seen people that have done the program, and they had short hair to begin with. Yeah. I'm going to be 60 in a few weeks, and I still have all my hair, so I feel that fortunate for that. And you can regrow it, as we just discussed. Right, but... <laughs> So I haven't had a haircut. It's been almost a year. April something. It'll be the last time I got a haircut. Wow. So, you know, because it would be more dramatic. So mm. soon I'm going to be on the on my Facebook page or whatever. Uh, I, 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 it's either June 2nd or June 4th is the day. It's the shave. So day. we got a couple yeah. months to start Well, I hope up. you'll do it before and after so that you'll have the last well, date I, and then the new. The only time I've ever had my head shaved as an adult was an 18-year-old going into the Air Force. <laughs> oh. And I have a picture of that. I have a... Uh, it's a blow up. It's an eight by ten. My sister did, uh, but I had gone into a, a photo booth where you get the little pictures. Yeah. So she just blew. It. Next time you're over yeah. the house, I'll show you. Well, the you should do a, a not only a before and after, but an after and after, so that yes. you have a shot of you at eighteen shaved. No, I'm going to be a shot doing... of you at whatever you are, thirty five. Right. No. <laughs> well, or fifty five. Well, whatever. Uh, well, that's uh, the only time I, yeah. as an adult, I've yeah. had short hair. And who's hair, the money going for? Pediatric cancer. Pediatric cancer. That is Thank you. absolutely fabulous Thank that you. you're doing this, and that your daughter is also so involved. Key to, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. Uh, you know, she's a special person. Yeah. And, and well, uh, I know your daughter. Although I know your daughter, I feel like. Uh, I know her even better because I coached Joe's first wife as second. a second, a second wife. Sorry, as a <laughs> middle school <laughs> drama student back in 1973. Sophia's mother, Michelle. She's, yeah, Michelle, who was your uh, jet ski partner, and I remember she was just like her, although times were different then. But I remember she had not as good a part as she ended up with, but she was so phenomenal in the rehearsals, and her attitude was so great, and the lead kept not showing up. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from no. the tree because Sophia, yeah. this coming Sunday, she's got her callback uh, uh, for the role of Scout. Oh, and the great. stage company, yeah. the stage company's last play this year is yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird. I love that. Um, and so Sophia auditioned. She has a callback, and it's this, uh, this coming Sunday. That is so fantastic. So you we'll know, let you know how it's it It's funny. When out. you meet people in Gloucester and you you learn about them, how many ways are you connected to this, compu- to this community? Right. And the answer is dozens and dozen going back, too. So it's but, really kind of exciting. But that's all part of Gloucester, it though. Is. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's such a wonderful... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm an implant. Yeah. Right. You are too. Right. Oh, trans- yeah. Yeah. Um, Somewhat. I came here at year one, but I didn't move here till '72. So, but I came up every year as a summer even, person, as, as a baby. See, yeah. my yeah. my grandmother had a place on a lake in New Hampshire, so that's I what? didn't come to the exactly. ocean that much. That's what it is. My grandmother had a house here, so that was. And a, so yeah. at at 18. At Little Earl's coming, I, I'm in Gloucester High School, yeah. and the drinking age is 18 at that point. Yeah. We're coming up on yeah. the weekends. Was it and, the Little Earl's that was the um, the one that became yeah. the, yeah. yeah. Remember that when we they saw built the, the fools Disco and, Palace? Yeah. No, it wasn't Disco. That, I, we were coming up to see bands. Yeah. That was the Disco era. But What was the name of Little Earl's before it was Little Earl's? I have For no 300, idea. 300,000 points. You wanna... Roger's. Roger's, exactly. He must be and a... they had the best. Oh, really? Did you really? They good. had yeah. the best pizza. Oh, yeah. And was it, it wasn't Earl Foote? Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Earl Foote was uh, Little Earl, and uh, he was, he was, was that Gus's brother? Uh, 
think his... I, if not his brother, his cousin, because they were, they were related and they were similar age. But he was a character. Oh, my God. You'd go in there and he'd be telling stories, singing songs. And, but they had the best pizza. I can still remember that pizza if you got it all the way. It was just... You probably made it. It was just... Hey. Yeah. Well, pizza... Patriotic, uh, sorry, uh, cancer, head shavings, Sea Scouts, Joe Mustone, you are a barrel of history and of gossip. So we can expect to go drinking at the Outrigger, that the Mountfish, Madfish, before too long. So let us dance our way off of Fishtown Local. Yeah, this thank you, program Jim needs a, a video. Uh, so yeah, you can... exactly. So an ending. So Joe Mustone, thank you so much. Thank Some you people for me. like to rent, but Joe Mustone. I will say.